Faith one eighty. You take your faith and you turn it around. Faith one eighty. Yeah. Once again, we open an episode with what we are lovingly calling the Faith 180 Jingle. Welcome, everybody, to Faith 180, the podcast where faith and mental health collide. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Hazelton, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Jordan Hamilton. Hello, universe. He is addressing the universe this time, actually expanding our audience, unlike the last episode. I've addressed the audience, Tom? The biggest one so far is the universe. And you're addressing the biggest possible audience, which I which I greatly appreciate. Well, that's what I'm here for, I think. <laughs> and speaking of thanking our audience, I just have to quickly say, guys, thank you so much. As of today, we hit 100 followers on Facebook. Yeah, that's right, Tom. That's, uh, phew, that's pretty incredible. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, and just to go into a few other analytics here, because I'm a huge nerd for analytics. Um, go on. Yeah, so our audience size, uh, we've had 248 unique listeners, and Spotify has recommended the podcast 2,705 times, which is pretty wild. That's incredible, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, I don't know what their criteria of pushing a... Uh, of pushing an episode out to recommend to people is, but hey, Spotify, if you're listening, keep doing that. Yeah. Also, our audience by geographic location, 93% in Canada, 5% in the United States, and we have a whopping 2% of our audience from Australia, specifically Victoria in New South Wales. That's incredible. Think about that. I am thinking about that. I don't know why we have Australians listening, but do you know what? I am all for it. So hey. again, thank you. Yeah, share it. Let's let's get Australia to all do a Faith 180. <laughs> a Faith 180 down under. Oh uh, yeah, let's do it. And speaking of exciting news, Jordan, you have some exciting news to share. Yeah, so uh, we mentioned it on the last episode. We're uh, bringing the blind. So that's a movie. It's the true story of the Robertson family. And uh, that'll be showing at the Yarmouth Wesleyan Church, October 27th. Tickets are on sale right now, faith180.ca. That's faith180.ca. Just click buy your tickets there. Come on out. Uh, we're going to have popcorn, snacks, and uh, we're just going to watch a movie together and, you know, have a good time. And rumor is that there are two extremely handsome gentlemen who are going to be introducing this movie before it plays. Yeah, there, there, there might be a trailer, a trailer of sorts. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Here's hoping. Yeah. What's what's upcoming? What are we going to be doing? So upcoming, uh, Jordan and I have actually had time to sit down and hammer out an idea for what this podcast is going to look like on a go-forward basis. We have two different structures that we're kind of going for here. We're going to have you know, our long form episodes. So think the last couple episodes that we did with uh, Reverend Dave Hockley and Jordan's sister, Brooke, where we're kind of sitting down and we're discussing most likely with other people. And then we're also going to have like these more laid back, just a conversation between Jordan and I, maybe about something interesting that we saw. And we're just doing this to diversify the content a little bit. Uh, we feel if it's the same thing over and over and over again, that some of these stories, they're going to get meshed together or they're going to get lost. And we don't really want that. And we feel we'd be doing a disservice to the guests that we have on here. And that's what we're, that's what we're going for. We have, I believe, 
the next two months of content kind of lightly planned. Jordan can correct me on that if I'm wrong. No corrections kind of, to make. And uh, we're we're kind of hoping that you guys are going to like just just the different formats that we have coming your way. That's pretty much it. I'm looking forward to today's um, interesting topic we're going to get into. But, you know, Tom, why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. So in today's episode, where this is more one of the uh, the more laid-back ones, uh, we're going to start off with the Mental Minute. I mean, everybody from, seemed to love that from the last episode. We're also going to be going into a new segment today, uh, which is going to be tentatively called I Read That Somewhere, where we're going to be taking a deep dive into some texts that really intrigued us um, and that we shared with each other and maybe lightly talked about and said, hey, let's save that for the podcast and then we're going to close it out with some Bible time, where we're going to quickly chat about a verse in the Bible. We're going to explore its contextual significance to the time period and how we can possibly apply it to today. I just had so, a real-time brilliant idea, Tom. Oh, let's hear it. Well, I think we need to get uh, Dana Carvey and do church chat. <laughs> Dana Carvey, Garth Algar himself. Wouldn't it be fun to do an episode of church chat? I, I think it would be. <laughs> I mean, what a crazy idea, but uh, listen, maybe he's listening in Australia. Dana Carvey is our Australian listener. Yeah, we want to hear from you, buddy. So, Jordan, why don't you introduce everyone's favorite new segment? Well, uh, I think we're going to start this off with uh, what I've determined to be everyone's favorite new segment. That's based on data that I made up. So, uh, you know, assuming this is everybody's favorite segment, uh, Tom... Why don't you roll the intro? This is the Mental Minute. It's the Mental Minute! Welcome! The Mental Minute! We love the Mental Minute around these parts, and for those of you who don't remember, the Mental Minute is just a quick check-in between Jordan and I, just to see how we've been going. Uh, so Jordan, how's that mental state, buddy? Uh, mental state is a bit like the weather that i'm hearing outside right now um it appears we're getting rained on and uh you know it's just kind of had a few dreary days but uh you can either decide to let the weather get you down or you can just stay positive about it so i'm gonna stay positive and uh it has been a beautiful fall um quite warm at times but yeah how about you tom how's uh How's your mental health? My mental health currently is, I'm going to just say straight up, it's pretty fantastic right now. I had mentioned last time that life's kind of busy right now, uh, but I am finding time to spend with the family and, and recharge my own, my, own mental, my own mental health from time to time. I will say the one thing that I've been kind of having a little bit of struggle with mentally is when it actually comes to this podcast, and I don't mean like doing it like doing this podcast has been fantastic and i do enjoy doing it it's just spreading the word about it that i kind of struggle with because in the back of my mind i i just hate walking up to someone being like oh hey listen to my podcast because you don't know how that other person's going to react they're going to be like oh well you have a podcast and just kind of fake smile and thumbs up it and i'm really trying to get over that hurdle because i really do feel that what we are saying and what we are doing you know is beneficial in more people i hope do tune in to listen i couldn't agree more with you there tom it's but uh... you say that you say that but you're all about promoting this podcast and and that's why i love you buddy (laughs) it slips out i love it 
I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, hopefully, maybe one day we'll sell merch. Hey, that may or may not be in the works. Send us an email if you want merch. Faith180crew at gmail.com. <laughs> so, uh, welcome in now to this interesting segment we got here, Tom. Uh, we're going to call this I Read That Somewhere. I Read That Somewhere. Yeah, Tom, I'm sure the intro for this was phenomenal. I assure you, an intro did play. And it was phenomenal? I like to think it was. Alrighty. So, this is a bit of a different segment. I had something interesting kind of come my way. I shared it with Tom. And I asked the question, his worldly approval, the the new cocaine or the new heroin. And I'll explain what I mean in a minute. We're going to talk about Rat Park. You heard him correctly. Rat Park. So what exactly is Rat Park, Jordan? So Rat Park was a study done in the 70s, and I want to reference the uh, the paper here, and we're going to put this in the description as well. So um, I'll just reference it once, and it's, it's titled, What Does Rat Park Teach Us About Addiction? Uh, this is 2019, June 10th, written by Dr. Lloyd Siderer, and it's in the Psychiatric Times. Um, so he's writing about a study that was done in the 70s by Dr. Bruce Alexander. He was an American psychologist, and the studies were basically called Rat Park. Uh, they they had proved, proven a long time ago that when rats were placed in a cage all alone with no other community of rats and given two water bottles, one filled with water and the other with heroin or cocaine, the rats would rep- repetitively drink from the drug-laced bottles until they all overdosed and died. Uh, But he goes on to say that Dr. Alexander was wondering, was it about the drug, or could it be related to the physical setting they were in? So to test this, he put them in rat parks, and they were, among others, free to roam, play, socialize, have sex, and they were given the same access to the two types of drug-laced bottles. And when they lived in rat park, they preferred the plain water and Even when they did drink the drug-filled bottle, they did so intermittently, not obsessively, and never overdosed. A social community beat the power of drugs. And uh, so now the doctor who's writing the article, Dr. Sederer, he goes on to say, I believe the biggest problem with the powerful, ubiquitous, psychoactive drugs, meaning those that work on our brains and minds, is that they are so effective. In an immediate and powerful ways, they change how we feel, think, relate, or behave, or transport us away from loneliness and isolation. That is why we use them. It is also why campaigns of just saying no are naive and ineffective, and why the dilemma of drug-taking, legal and illicit, has become one of the most dominant societal dilemmas we face in the 21st century. I raise the question, in 2023, is worldly approval the drug-filled bottle? Yeah. Thoughts, Tom? Well, I think it's really interesting that rats mimic a very human experience in that when they're lonely, that's when they turn to substances that affect the mind. And how many times do you hear it and people have drug or alcoholic problem? It's because they're lonely or they have no one to talk to. And and that's not a dig at anybody who's struggling nope. with these, you know, that that's that's not it at all. It's just that 
like just as an example, there's a there's a professional skateboarder by the name of Brandon Novak. I'm not sure if you're familiar who that is. He used yeah. to be a professional skateboarder. Yeah, okay. yeah. He was asked one time because he had a really bad heroin addiction. And he was asked one time, you know, why do you keep going back to this drug that you know is killing you? And his response was, well, I do it to kill the loneliness. And if that doesn't speak volumes to what loneliness can do to somebody, I don't know what will. Now, in terms of you asking about the worldly approval, we, when we were first talking about this article, we had kind of talked about how the drugged water can also be used for other things that people turn to for for gratification and we had said you know the like button being you know another equivalent of drugged water yeah yeah 100 percent. or you know any type of like social media acceptance i think there's two there's two types there's like you know you're on your phone all day every day on facebook or instagram or whatever yeah and then i think there are people that genuinely are just you know more social um that kind of just use it as a as a social tool and i think that's it's fine in moderation um Mm -hmm. don't don't get me wrong i mean i'm sure you can you can attest to this and everybody listening you know they can attest to the fact that they want to be liked and they want to seek approval and they want to belong and they want to feel accepted but unfortunately like all that still comes with strings attached and that's because the need to feel validated and gain approval from others can often lead to exhaustion it can be frustrating and it can it can be disappointing and there's only one person who can approve anybody and that's Jesus like i said we all seek validation and it is stated multiple times in the bible that god we were made in god's image And God designed us in a way that yearns to belong. And we do crave a sense of purpose. And we know we're valued. I mean, that's mentioned in Isaiah. But when we're searching for the approval of others, even if they're godly people that we look up to, we will still never fully feel validated. I mean, people are going to fail us constantly. We're going to feel them. And they never cease to fill us the way our souls truly need to. And if our motives are to be liked instead of beloved we're always going to be disappointed and our souls are always going to be thirsty for more and it will never be enough. Yeah. As, as believers, we can say we trust God and that he leads us and he directs our steps. I mean, that's, that's mentioned multiple times in the Bible. I mean, Proverbs and Jeremiah, uh, but we have to truly and passionately pursue God's validation by abiding in him, digging into the word and allowing him to touch our hearts in ways that remind us of who we are. Yeah. That is the, uh, that's the best way. Um, Galatians Galatians one ten says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And Paul points out that if we're constantly trying to please people, we're not serving Christ. You know, it's impossible to do both. We either seek the approval of others or the yeah. approval of God. Yeah. And on the contrary, we speak as those to be entrusted with the gospel and we're not trying to please people but god who tests our hearts which is in first thessalonians 2 4 right and or we have the honor of sharing the gospel with others as believers and god knows our hearts and the actions that drive us that drive us and he entrusts us to 
you know, speak his word. And we can't fully do that if we are seeking others and not God. And what I mean by that is if you were just going out there spreading the word of God without, you know, seeking his validation, then it's it's pointless. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, like, depression levels in community, like, people that are, generally people that are in community have a lot lower depression levels. Um, mm-hmm. Because... They're around other people that exist to uplift them. And I think I've said this in a service before, but, and we're going to read about it further down, human parks, he calls them in this article. And I just think of like nature's beauty, but also the ecosystem that has to exist for a beautiful park to exist. So like ponds and, and life forms and water and whatever, but each thing kind of complements the other. And when you're in a community like that, you you tend to thrive. It's true. And I mean, especially taking the the ecosystem analogy and applying it to a church community, it once again, you know, you need the diversity of other people and their ways of looking and interpreting. Like, you can't just read the Bible yourself and get you know, get any real true significant meaning out of it because you're going to go in with your own mindset. And let's be honest here, whatever mindset you have, when you go into the Bible, you can find something to affirm that mindset. So you need somebody else to bounce off of and talk to and really drive in and figure out what the Bible is actually saying to you. And again, you need people to do that. Think of other people in your church community as Jordan used the analogy of the ecosystem of a park. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think that's a wonderful way to look at that, Tom. You know, you're probably wondering why the, why does this article exist? Well, the Psychiatric Times is meant for other physicians to read, right? So this would be him basically pleading his case for why he thinks that, you know, clinicians need to be asking their patients other questions. So, you know, asking about their focus on their families, their social communities, their sources of human contact and support. Uh, He says, how many of us during clinical encounters ask these questions? Um, Do we ask questions like, who do you care about in your life? Who cares about you? When was the last time you spent time with people? And, uh, you know, I think he raises a good point when you when you go in for mental health treatment and i'm not knocking on doctors or nurses or anybody it's it's not always a conversational first approach and that is just how it is because sometimes intervention is needed immediately and the conversation is not you know can't be had but when it can i think it's important that these questions be asked because you know when i i thrive or i feel my best or most uplifted um, in community. I found that through Jesus and am working to remain grounded in that. 100%. Like, that's... Like, outside of my family and, you know, just being there for them and doing what I can for my family, being present, my other, yeah, my personal gratification comes with being involved in the church. Just helping to like like we've said steward the word yep 
it's funny you said that because just to kind of close up this segment, uh, he he ends his article by saying, Mother Teresa, not someone often quoted in medical journals, said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. I mean, in, in this article does say, you know, when we see people and families who are keeping their emotional heads above the often rolling waters of everyday life, who are not compulsively com- imbibing in drug-laced concoctions or pathologically gambling or playing video games and the like, we see that they lead their lives in the light of relationships in human parks and not alone. Yeah. And then I like my, my image of that is like a blooming flower or almost like, you know, like the Willy Wonka, the exaggerated cartoon park. (laughs) Just, just Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah. That's the community. (laughs) I, I don't want that community because how many children got injured in that oh, factory, good point. Jordan? Good point. Good point. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Just the image of, of the nah, big cartoon you've, factory. You've gone and ruined it. Anyway. I have. On to the next thing. It's Bible time. Uh, welcome into Bible time, a segment that I invented. I presume Tom made a great title for Here's hoping it was a decent title. So Jordan <laughs> Jordan mentioned Bible time when we were planning and in, in putting getting this episode together. And I was like, well, what exactly do you want to do in this segment? And this is how he explained it to me. So, you know, I thought we could look at a verse, um, look at it contextually. So the period it's from, uh, who it was for or cultural relevance, stuff like that, um, and then kind of seek to apply it to our lives today in 2023. Uh, I think it's important we do a first reading, which is kind of just an overview of what it is, and and then we go back into it after we've looked at the context in our first reading, and we seek to apply it. But a lot of people tend to apply uh, immediately so they'll open the bible go to a verse and then apply it to some aspect of their life so um, our local you know. our local pastor refers to those as uh, coffee mug verses yeah yeah exactly so we think it's important that we look at it contextually first so what's why was it written i guess and then how do we apply that today so tom why don't you kind of give us contextual reference for this Sure. Um, so today we're going to be reading Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and I am reading from the English Standard Version. Uh, so Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope." The verse of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is obviously found in the book of Jeremiah, and it was written during a period of time when the kingdom of Judah, you know, had the looming threat of the Babylonian empire and Jeremiah was a prophet and he conveyed this message to all the Jewish exiles in Babylon, assuring them that despite the current situation that they were living in, God did have plans to prosper them and to provide them with a hopeful future. This verse, it serves as a source of encouragement and hope during a time of great adversity as it promised the eventual restoration of the exiles and the fulfillment of God's plan after the 70-year predicted exile. 
in this verse remained a source of inspiration for many, emphasizing the enduring faith and resilience of the people of Judah. So that was the the contextual of of the verse and why it was written in the first place. What are your initial thoughts to that, Tom? I feel like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. If you're using it as the coffee mug verse, you know it, it can be applied. Because it does offer encouragement during difficult times. It emphasizes trust and a positive future. It motivates faith and resilience. However, that application is very limited in that it shouldn't be taken as a guarantee of material success. And it doesn't adequately address the complex issues of suffering, uh, making the appropriateness a matter of your own personal interpretation. That's the way I look at it. So what are your thoughts on that, Jordan? Well, we've talked about this before that I wish I knew what God's plans were for me, but, you know, part of leaning in, the more I've leaned in or started digging more into the Bible, the more glimpses I've gotten of those plans, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's, for me, still an uplifting verse. Um, I'm glad that he knows the plans because I certainly don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it's also important to really look at us like we we looked at culturally then but i also think it's important for us to talk culturally now because let's be honest here in 2023 we are the most instant gratification generation that has ever existed and what i mean by that is we are not used to have to wait for anything i mean we think of something we want to buy we go online and it's in our mailbox in 2 days We think of a movie we want to watch. Again, we go to our subscription services and it's there immediately. Like, we don't have to wait for anything at all. Yeah. I was away on a work trip and uh, ordered breakfast, like 10 minutes from Uber. Incredible. I mean, I probably could have made my own. People are probably saying, you know, why didn't he make his own? I guess I was lazy. But uh, that being said, you know, instant gratification. I do want to know what God's plans are for me now, but... The great thing about faith is that it's faith, and I believe that he has good plans. There's a a great song about that, actually. Um, Nonetheless, I I do think he has good plans, and uh, hopefully he has good plans for this podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, to this episode. I think it's, uh, it's been a very interesting one for sure, Tom. Yeah. I, I think so too. Um, I really like just these, uh, let's have a little, a little discussion and you know, who knows, maybe, maybe we'll find a topic eventually that you and I don't see eye to eye to, and maybe we'll have a little civil discourse about it someday. Uh, yeah. That'd be interesting actually to have a, a podcast debate, a depod a call. That would be a, <laughs> that would be a depod call. A depod call. I like that. I like that so much that we should copyright that and maybe get the uh, get the YouTube channel for that. Um, I know I know the one thing I want to say before we leave is I've said it before on this podcast and I'm going to say it again is we're all really good at talking to God and asking God, you know, please make this happen, please do this, you know, what have you, but we're not really good at listening to god and it just makes me think of the things that i've missed out on over the years because i wasn't listening and i was too busy asking 
So maybe we just need to sometimes be quiet and keep our ears and hearts open for what he's trying to say to us. Yeah, sometimes it's just not the right season. I've learned that. Um, and that's part of like him knowing the plan while well, he knows the season. And you'll mm-hmm. know you'll know when you're in that season. Um, exactly. Because, you know, he'll show you. And you'll get glimpses of it. It's it's incredibly interesting. So I want to thank uh, thank everybody for listening. Um, keep listening. We've got some great content on the way. It's uh, it's been great. If you need tickets to the blind, faith180.ca. Tom. Yeah, and uh, faith180crew at gmail dot com. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave us a comment. Maybe we'll read it on here. Who knows? Uh, but just get a hold of us sometime. Take us, uh, take us aside at church and let us know that you're liking what we're doing. We still don't have a sponsor. I just wanted to mention that real quick. So, yeah. And uh, we read our email so people know where we are, I guess. Tom? Faith180crew at gmail.com. Search for Faith180 on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, I'm going to ask Mr. Jordan Hamilton... Will you close this out with the Faith 180 jingle? Faith 180, you take your faith and you turn it around. Faith 180, yeah. Yeah. Faith 180 is an independent podcast featuring, produced, and edited by Tom Hazelton and Jordan Hamilton. Got a question, suggestion, prayer request, or story of your own faith? Email faith180 at faith180crew at gmail.com. Faith 180 is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Don't forget to follow and turn on notifications for whenever a new episode goes live. Thank you for listening, and remember, you, yes you, you are worthy of God's grace. <laughs>